Compassion comes from the Latin root word. Well, it, it, compassion as a, as a Latin word comes from um, com, meaning with, and passion, meaning suffering. Compassion is all about suffering with. Enter into, entering into, can't get my words out, entering into the suffering of others. And when we, when we do all of these, these things that we're doing, we're doing it out of that heart of compassion. Suffering with others. Experiencing inconvenience. Experiencing discomfort. The Bible says that God has compassion on all that he has made. And when it says all in the Bible, it means all. In Andrew Wilson's book, Incomparable, he highlights four um, types of compassion that people have. The first one is, is, is called momentary compassion. It's where we, it's the most common form of compassion where we would see something, um, an, an image on a screen or a, um, a clip in the news or whatever, and we, for a brief moment, we allow ourselves to be moved by um, compassion, and but sadly, um, it goes very, very quickly as the news, the next news item comes up, and we we move on. Fortunately for us, God's compassion is not a little bit like that. It's not even close to momentary compassion. The second type. Of compassion is merited compassion is where we we um, we give compassion based on a set of criteria that we've made up in our heads where we 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 were such so easily give money to a suffering child that we've seen in in, a, in an advert but but the the guy on the street that's drunk or addicted or broken in a doorway we 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 pass that by because we've We've made um, judgment. And again, if God treat us like that and showed compassion to us in that way, where would that leave us? God's compassion is not merited. It's unmerited. That's what grace is all about. The grace of God is his compassion for each of us. And then there's client-based compassion where... Um, you might be a, a health professional, a social worker, a foster carer, and you, um, you enter into um, a career where you're, you're caring for other people and you put yourself in um, often very, very diff difficult positions. And I commend people that do that. You know, um, but after a while, it, it, it can become very, very draining. It can really wear you out. I was a foster carer for a year and it, it, like, it was tough. And like, I know that a lot of you have been foster carers for a lot longer than that. And, um, and again, God's compassion is not based on what he gets out of it. It's based on his love for us. And then there is maternal, relational compassion, which is the standard of compassion that God has. Where out of his love for us and out of his relationship with his creation, he shows compassion. 
I guess the best way that I can, in the, in the short term I've got it to, to highlight that to you is to, is to talk about a story in the Bible in John 11. If you've got a Bible, you can turn there. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to paraphrase it because of time. But in, in John 11, there's a, there's a wonderful story of um, Jesus is, is off somewhere, and then there's this family in Bethany. There's um, Mary, and there's Martha, and there's the brother Lazarus. And while Jesus is off somewhere away from Bethany, um, a terrible thing happens where Brother Lazarus dies. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow a message gets to Jesus. And Jesus is busy healing the sick and proclaiming the kingdom. And instead of setting off straight away to go and um, see Lazarus because he's sick and maybe bring healing because Jesus can do that, he decides to stay doing the thing that he's focused on doing. And so two days later, he sets off and he, he travels back to Bethany to find, um, you know, in the Middle East, they're so much better at grieving than us, don't you think? They, they, they really like show their emotions. We're, we're rubbish at it, aren't we? We're so, so um, starchy sometimes, aren't we, as Brits? Those of you that are British, God bless you, it's, you you're probably better off because like, we are quite starchy when it comes to grief. And um, you know, Jesus will have got there and there will have been a lot of weeping and wailing and grieving and crying out to God. And Jesus finds that Lazarus has died. In verse 21 of John 11, Martha comes to Jesus and she says this. She says, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. If, if you'd have been here, if you'd, if you'd have been in this place when my, my brother got sick, my brother would not have died. Or did she say it in a softer way? Did she say, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. She was expressing great faith um, mixed with disappointment, pain, and grief. Later on in the same passage, the other sister comes, and guess what she says? When Mary reached the place, this is Mary speaking, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell down at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Both sisters um, now full of grief because their brother is, is laid in a tomb, knowing that Jesus and having faith in Jesus could have been the one person that would have, could have done something about it while he was, if he was there, are expressing um, faith, grief, and disappointment all mixed up into this emotional package In verse 33 and 34, it says that when Jesus saw their weeping and the Jews who had come alongside also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, they replied. And then in verse 35, the, the shortest verse in the whole of Scripture, John eleven thirty-five, it says what? Jesus wept. Jesus wept. 
Why did Jesus weep? Why did Jesus weep? Well, you already know the answer to that. It's because of compassion. Compassion. Was it compassion because his friend had died, Lazarus? Yeah, it was, but it was more than that. What he had done is he allowed himself to enter into the pain and the suffering of those around him, especially his friends, Mary and Martha. Compassion that we show as Christians is when we, we allow our hearts to be broken. When we allow ourselves to feel the pain of other people's brokenness, whether we're doing the showers and the, the laundry, you know, or whether we're doing reception or whatever it is we're doing, when we allow ourselves to feel people's pain and we inconvenience ourselves and offer, offer, offer something to them, when we, when we empathize with them, when we, we, we go the extra mile to serve other people, we do what Jesus did in John eleven thirty five, and we weep. We weep because of their brokenness. Matthew nine thirty five says that Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus has compassion. And God's compassion goes even further. It says that the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He has compassion on all he has made. And that's when God stepped down, isn't it? When God saw that the world was very, very broken, he said, I'm going to come as... A, I'm going to come as a human. I'm going to come as a man. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave the glory of heaven. And I'm going to enter into the world. I'm going to come and live among them. I'm going to experience their lives. And I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to, I'm going to fully um, inconvenience myself. I'm going to lay down my life and be broken and be beaten and scarred and bloody so that they can be free. And we've received that freedom through the cross, that Jesus on the cross showed his ultimate love and compassion for us. I, I, do you know, I'm so glad I've received that love and compassion from him. And having received that, how can I then not serve others? You know, um, for the city of Hull, right, there is only one hope, and it's the church. Not just this church, there are lots of churches, but the answer is the church. And the church is not this building, it's you, it's me, it's, it's all of us together. As we show compassion, as we take the example of Christ 
then we can make a change in this world. Would you all like to stand? Can the band come back up? I'm going to hand over to Sue in a minute, um, but I just want to say that all the stuff that we, we do here, you know, um, it, requires, it requires funding, it requires finance, it requires effort, it requires work. And, um, you know, we, we rely on God to provide so that we can do what we do. But we'd love to do more. There's always more to do. There's always more things to do. There's always more people to reach. There's, there's, a, there's a broken world out there. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your compassion that you suffered with us, that you enter into our brokenness, that we might be redeemed, restored, made whole, so that we can do the same for others. Holy Spirit, I pray you come. Holy Spirit, I pray you come and that you'd um, do that work on our hearts again, that you'd remove from us our hearts of stone and replace it with your heart of flesh in the name of Jesus. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God, and do what only you can do. Move our hearts, change our hearts. Help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.